Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are all so happy to be together to fellowship under the presence of the Holy Spirit and in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. It's chilly outside, and it's going to get colder. So I've heard. But the Lord is going to keep me warm. Amen? He's going to keep me warm. And I want to thank the Lord for alerting me in advance that there was a change coming in the weather. Sometimes I don't know till, oh, maybe the the day of. Amen? So I'm depending on the Lord to keep me warm. Amen? We do everything we ought to do or should do in the NAS. Beyond that, we have to have God. (laughs) Okay? Amen. But, Pastor, you're in Florida. Yes, I know. I'm very much aware of that. (laughs) I'm very much aware of that. I know about that. But I want to thank the Lord for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace, and for all of you. And a special welcome. To all of our first-time listeners, we are a Christian, non-denominational, Protestant, international, internet church. Amen? Internet church, founded in the love of God, and we thank him for it. And we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to welcome you and invite you to join us in our chat room. Chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. If you're using a tablet or a laptop or a computer, when you use your browser to find uh, miracleinternetchurch.com, as the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Do click that link, and when the page changes, click Guest. When it changes again, sign in using your name and your message to the saints, and the saints will respond to you with the love of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for that. And if you're using a cellular device, if you're using a cell phone, You may use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner at the top, you'll see three white, uh, three black lines, three white lines against a black background. Sorry about that. Three white lines. It'll open up all the other links, and then you may follow those instructions. Amen? Amen. So, We don't all have a fireplace, but God's going to keep us warm. Amen? I really do like fireplaces, but we don't all have one all the time. 
so we're we're thanking the Lord for his goodness and his mercy and his grace and his power and everything else that we need because he promises to supply all of our need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pray that um, the Lord will help us and keep us warm and keep us safe. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we want to thank you for your mercy and for your grace. We want to lift up to you, Lord, all of those that are using those electric or those kerosene heaters to stay warm during the cold weather. Father, we ask that you keep them safe. We ask you, Father, to prevent, send forth your angels to prevent any fires. And to prevent any death and any persons freezing to death in this weather in the name of Jesus, regardless to where they are. We want to thank you, Father, uh, covering the lives of those who should continue to live with the blood of Jesus, Lord, that they might be able to sustain the weather conditions that have been sent to us in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father, to protect our animals and our plants and our property, but most of all who Jesus died for, people. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We thank you for your protective covering over the earth and over all that you have created. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. We loose your grace. Toward all the first responders who must respond to any situation in any kind of weather, we want to thank you for their service and their diligence and their sense of duty, Father. In Jesus' name, we ask you to strengthen them and protect them as well in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Wherewithal shall our young people cleanse their way? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. With our whole hearts we have sought thee. Oh, let us not wander from thy commandments. For thy word have we hid in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Father, we cherish our teens and our preteens for who they really are and who you call them to become. Heavenly Father, we thank you for them. We ask you to bless them. Father, they face challenges every day in school, 
with their friends, in their neighborhoods, wherever they may be. Challenges that were there as many of us were growing up, but they were not as prominent. When I was in school, Father, if a boy had been in the bathroom, we'd have beat him to half to death. It's not that way now. We would have beat him out of there physically. We would have stomped him. Well, Lord, things have changed. So I want to ask you to reverse that heinous crime that President Barack Obama allowed and gave rise to. We return it to the senders in the name of Jesus Christ. We return it to the senders in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus Christ over the principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and high places that brought that evil to be in Jesus' name. We bind them and their works and their continued evil works in the name of Jesus. We place them bound into the spiritual cage and send them to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment. We thank you, Father, for reversing that curse upon our young people. And upon their parents and families as well, in Jesus' holy name. Father, give our young people wisdom and knowledge Give them the courage, the strength, and the stamina to stand up against evil when it comes their way in Jesus' name. Teach them how to use their weaponry, their spiritual warfare weaponry, against the wiles of the devil every time they step out the front door in Jesus' name. Teach them, pen of their own sins, submit themselves unto you and resist the devil and he will flee from them. Teach them, Lord, the meaning and the importance of their armor and how essential it is for daily living. Father, supply them with whatever they need, whether it be your love, your wisdom, your guidance, that they might be overcoming and successful in Christ. We ask you to keep them and protect them from the evil one. We ask you to convict them when conviction is needed at all times and draw them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise you, Father, 
and we know that you have good plans and purposes for their lives and that you are on their side. They're not alone. You're with them. You're in them. You're around them. When they come around, Lord, let the people around them feel your holy presence. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We know that you have an abundant life planned for them, Father, and we ask you as it's, as it's time to reveal your will to them for your purpose for their lives, that they be not tossed to and fro. When teachings come through the school, or come through their instructors, or from where that is not scriptural, Lord, prompt them in their spirit to know not to receive that. In Jesus' name. We ask that you keep evil and wicked persons away from them, Father, unless they are to minister or testify to that one in the name of Jesus. We bind all sexual teachings in the school that are perverse and abomination in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over attacks against their faith in Jesus' name. Help them, Father, to honor you and to remember you always, especially in the days of their youth. And we thank you, Lord, for being their God. We pray for our young people that they would find you early and be set free from the prevailing doctrines and teachings and philosophies and behaviors of our day that are unrighteous. We give you praise. We ask, Father, that they grow up in you in all things. Help them to learn your ways because your word is perfect and your word is true. We ask you to lead them in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. We ask, Lord, that they would forever fear you and that their fear and reverence of you would supersede their flesh's desire to follow after the current of the culture. We take authority, dominion, and power over their insecurities. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over sexual perversions being flouted in their faces continually. We bind them in the name of Jesus. Turn their vision away, Father, from things they really ought not to see. We cut off the enemy's inroads to them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in particular, 
the young people in MIC, we ask that every time they move in a wrong direction that is not right, that is not holy, that you would alert their parents immediately in Jesus' name. We bind the devil's efforts to blind and deafen the parents in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we cover their minds with the blood of Jesus, their hearts with the blood of Jesus, their bodies with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all rebellion and pride in their lives. In Jesus' name, we bind spirits of idolatry in their lives. In the name of Jesus. We bind selfishness and self-will and self-centeredness in the name of Jesus. We bind retaliation against the proper authority of the parent or an authority figure in Jesus' name. We ask that you teach them humility and meekness, Father, in Jesus' name. You tell us, Lord, to raise up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Guard over your inheritance, Father, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, Lord. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is close unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Thank you, Lord. He will also hear their cry and will save them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for your continued protection of the persons in MIC, Lord, and those that you are bringing to this ministry in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the hindrances and the traps of the enemy to block those that you are bringing that are weak. Hey, in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father, to help them to obey you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, you are our shepherd and we shall not want. You supplied all of our need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thank you, Lord. So we cast down every imagination and all high, every high thing 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. We know that you care for us, Lord, and so we cast all of our cares and our youth upon you. We thank you, Lord, for causing us, making us to be the head and not the tail, and causing us to walk in divine health. Because you are the God who healeth all of our diseases, and by your stripes we have been healed. We thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. We receive your joy every day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that reminder. Thank you, sir. Forget about that. Amen. We bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers in the name of Jesus. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in our places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, all reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, electronic, digital technology demons and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, Unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits. We thank you, Lord, for your continued protection. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology tech, uh, attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, forced feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crime. Pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology. Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations which are demons. Yes, we do. In the name of Jesus, you Lord. We bind all water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils. And their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits in Jesus' name, all sorcery devils in their attacks, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, charmer, and the seducer in their attacks, all hypnotic devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing 
All sonic and audio weapons targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We are binding on microwave frequency weapons, 5G. Any weapons coming to us through what we refer to as outer space or any other galaxy, we bind you and return you to sender in Jesus' name from any planet, from any star, from any galaxy, from any orbit. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind attacks from the satellites that have been launched in Jesus' name. And that Rukote, any stations that have been placed on a planet, any gases emitted from any planet, any sonar, any advanced technology, any supposed alien invasion. We return these attacks to the senders in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for that. We take a party, dominion, and power over breaches, allowing demonic spirits to enter into the human sphere in Jesus' name. We bind wormholes. And Father, we ask you to close them in the name of Jesus. Portals of demonic intrusion, we ask you to seal them, Father, in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over the enemies in the second heaven. We ask you, Father, to allow the angels to put them to flight. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Mogellans attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, indigenous groups, tribal groups, unknown groups, bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over the roots of idolatry of every cult, and we bind the cults and their roots in Jesus' holy name. We 
Authority, dominion, and power over every false religion. We bind it and its practices in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind covens, covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, witch doctors, sorcerers, diviners, and pagans in Jesus' name. We bind groupings, groupings, illegal groupings, illegal groupings in the name of Jesus Christ. We send them into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind false doctrines coming from the enemy camp, doctrines of devils, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind covens of Masonic groups in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind covens of groups, especially those that come under the category of the Illuminati. We bind them all. We bind their methodology. We bind their madness. We bind their quest for world domination. We bind their strategies and their tactics. We bind their forward progress in Jesus' name. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Thank you for the standard, Father. We bind conclaves of demons and demon power in Jesus' name. We pray for your will to be done on earth, Father, as it is in heaven. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity and attention-racing minds, hyperactivity and low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect, all satanic ritual abuse, devil satanic worship, witchcraft, your dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all witchcraft. And formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their web, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, 
the gods of the groves and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, fast, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, bewitch, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind fool lust, addictions, and gluttony. We bind false flags. We return to sender according to the covenant. All in effort, reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, all slamming, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Every work of witchcraft or occultism, we send it back to the sender in Jesus' name. Astral projections sending demons to us to work against us and all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender or witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellite against the website and the app, binding all abortions as magical rituals. Binding Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, vexes, spells, and such. Binding all uh, traditional and tribal witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, binding all Chaldean witchcraft. In Jesus' name, yes, they're the descendants of Cain. Binding all Spanish witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. Binding superficial religious acts and every act of sexual sin. Binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic. Hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater devils, stripping them of their crowns and powers, binding all conjurations, and summoning of demons, binding Jewish black magic, mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, Binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practice, magic spells, and potions. Thank you, Lord. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, mystic rituals, tending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes. The spirits and works of the oppressor and the and the spirit and the children of disobedience, binding Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, working, outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel. Psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his underlings, and we chain them and send them 
into the spiritual cage into the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal. Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, on all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72, Basilic and Molech, and we bind them and chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, vow, ceremony, pledge, and pack in Jesus' name. We bind the ritual, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, their charter and rituals of every secret society in Jesus' name and those of the associated organizations. We give you praise, Lord. We bind Kali in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled and misleading others. We return and lose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we disconnect. And also all the spirits coming through, uh, opening emails or web pages are coming through our computer lines and our phone lines. We bind them up and return them to the feet of Jesus that they may be judged. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and everywhere. 
We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians, especially those that are being persecuted and were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place, and the January 6th prisoners. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your precious blood. We cover our mode of transportation and the uh, road or airways or waterways in which we, we travel. We take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences in the road. We thank you that you have already sent your angels ahead of us to protect us, and we give you the praise. We cover our and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons of the day and night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them to stay away. We ask for a giant warrior angels to protect us and our property as we sleep, whenever that is. And we thank you for the wall of protection that you have given us from Zechariah. We thank you for linking shields and linking angels. We thank you for your praising angels. But most of all, Father, we thank you for your very presence in our midst because your word declares that where two or three of us are gathered together in your midst, there you are with us. Thank you. You are in us and with us. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, anything sent to us by the demonic realm, and we send it back wherever it goes in Jesus' name. We destroy, tear down, and burn ungodly silver cords and ley lines and suffer from ourselves all ungodly soul ties. Attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leaves, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, witch doctors, sorcerers, divinators, and liars. In the name of Jesus, we break the power of their charms, their love spells, fetishes, and uh, psychic prayers and thoughts, their bewitchment spirits, potions, death, witchcraft, jinxes, mind control, torment, psychic power, and psychic warfare, sickness, voodoo, sorcery, destruction, incense, and candle burning, chanting, incantations, ungodly blessings. Who do crystals, root work, and any ungodly thing, tribal rituals, and sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you the praise, Father. We send back to the enemy spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, all of his evil works and powers, and all of his wicked influences. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, Lord. Every spirit that is coming against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we send back spirits of blindness, binding the spirits of bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate, that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So we release the liberty of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the members of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hmm? All right. So tonight, our featured psalm is Psalm 22. And our verse for meditation, our verses rather for meditation, 
come from Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. That's Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Our featured ebook is The Spirit of Love. Flesh, demons, flesh and demons work together, and they do. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about one, the one great sin, the one great sin. Uh, I mentioned to the Lord that we had, uh, we, we, we talked about this before, uh, but he said that he wanted this ingrained in our hearts, that we heard it, but it needs to go deeper. So we're going to talk about it some more. So if you'll join me in the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 24, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 24, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 24, God is a spirit, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit, not in the flesh, not in the emotions, not in the imagination. In spirit and in truth, not in deception. Not in deception, in truth. Amen? God is a spirit being, not the sun, moon, stars, nor any image of wood, stone, or metal, and not beast nor man. He is not the air, wind, universal mind, non-agape love, or some other impersonal quality. He is the original person, for we are made in his image, not the other way around. We are made in his image. God, who is spirit, has forbidden all false worship of himself. God, who is spirit, has forbidden all false worship of himself, the true God, by means of images and likenesses. The adoration of such things is nothing but the expression of man's own carnal feelings. Now, you've seen a lot of this in life. It's still there. It hasn't been removed, but God said that the adoration of such things is no more than the expression of man's own carnal feelings. You know, we've talked about uh, believers allowing their feelings to be the Lord of their lives, their feelings to dictate what they think, what they believe, and what they will do their feelings to chart their plan instead of being led by the word of God and by the spirit of God. 
Amen? Form of idolatry. And we're going to talk about that. These feelings inevitably, sooner or later, lead to idolatry, to numerous forms of superstition, of divination, and enchantment. Enchantment. Disney, yep, that's enchantment. Movies and cartoons, plenty of enchantment there. Gushing over with enchantment. Amen? You know you got to call it what it is because that's what it is. It is still dangerous to worship God according to our natural senses. It's dangerous. Why? Because first of all, he tells us not to do that. And when we veer from what he said, we open the door to the enemy. Stirring up our emotions and feelings or using visible means such as an image, this is rough. It doesn't mean that in worship there are no feelings or there are no emotions. No Some of us have been exposed to situations where it is primarily um, no more than stirring up people's feelings and emotions because they get almost no scripture, almost no word. Amen? Amen. Only so only through faith and obedience to the word not feelings and emotions or good work, only through faith and obedience to the word, not feelings, emotions, or good work, can he truly be worshipped in spirit and in truth. I have met people, spirit was a feeling, but along the road of life, life, their Christian testimony crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. That's not good. God declares all disobedience to his voice, all disobedience to his voice to be as the sin of witchcraft. Yes, even good luck images. You see these people in the world. They have a lucky hat or who knows what they're using now. That's sin. I don't care if your Aunt Martha left it and passed it down to you. It's sin. Amen? He solemnly warns the disobedient and the rebellious. He solemnly warns the disobedient and the rebellious. And he said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Well, Lord, I gave over my time, okay? Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold. To obey is better than sacrifice. 
and to hearken, to pay attention with full intent to obey than the fat of ram. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It's the same sin to God. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee. Saints, when you turn away from the word of God, what you get is the devil's song and dance. You get his plan, his lies, his deception, his blindness, and his demons. Amen? It's a very dangerous, dangerous, dangerous thing to do. So, in Hosea, Hosea chapter 4. Hosea is in the Old Testament. He's right after the book of Daniel. So there's Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, then Hosea. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4. God said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because Thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now, saints, this is not a good position to be in. Amen? This is not a good position to be in. And when we walk away from what God is trying to tell us and trying to teach us, we have rejected his word and his knowledge to us. He tells us things sometimes through pastor, many times through scripture, through the unction of the Holy Spirit. We have to pay attention. We have to be willing to receive truth. So we see that all stubborn opposition to God, all stubborn opposition to his word, all stubborn opposition to his will and his guidance, all stubborn resorting to unscriptural means for influencing our lot in life, all of it, whether it be for healing or for knowing the future, all these are sins of witchcraft, divination, and idolatry in the eyes of God. That's how God sees it. Amen? That's how God sees it. It's important to understand that Your own personal point of view is not the supreme point of view. God's point of view is. Unbelief and disobedience to God and his word is therefore the one great sin, which has given way to all the others. 
unbelief and disobedience to God's word open our hearts to all sorts of seducing spirits and powers of darkness in the unseen world. Amen. Let me say that again. Unbelief and disobedience to God's word open our hearts to all sorts of seducing spirits and powers of darkness in the unseen world. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Let's let's go there. God wants to talk. Second Thessalonians chapter two, beginning with verse nine. Second Thessalonians chapter two, beginning with verse nine. Verse nine. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. You see, when God keeps trying to get through to you with a truth, even a natural truth, and you keep pushing it away, pushing it away, you're scorning it, refusing to receive, you get something, but it's not what you really want. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should what? Believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You say, well, doesn't this just apply to the heathens? No. It applies to the backsliders in the church. Amen? It applies to the backsliders in the church. It doesn't just apply to heathens. No. It also applies to the backsliders in the church. Praise the Lord. These attitudes, these sins, they lead progressively into increasing divination, superstition, and idolatry. And thereby, into an ever-deepening subjection and bondage to all satanic agencies. All of these sins that we've discussed thus far and these spirits that we have mentioned, they lead progressively into increasing divination, 
increasing superstition and idolatry, and thereby they lead into an ever-deepening subjection and bondage to all satanic agencies. Really? Yes, so yes. Yes, child of God. It's the truth. It is the truth. It is indeed the truth. Amen. Amen. It is indeed the truth. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. As I said, unbelief and disobedience to God and his word is therefore the one great sin which has led to all others. All who open their hearts and minds to the lie of Satan and to the doctrines that demons teach, the teachings of demons, come under their domination. And whoever commits sin is the slave of sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, servants. Ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So if you keep yielding yourself to spirits that draw you into alcoholism, into fornication, into adultery, into covetousness, into hatred, and any number of sins, you've become the servant of those demons. You have become the servant of those demons. And those demons will draw you into sin, and the wages of sin is death. Or you may opt out and choose obedience unto righteousness. I pray that you choose to opt out. Say that again. I want you to know, know ye not, don't you know, that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. You got lust spirits, and you yield to those lust spirits. You got passivity devils and you yield to those passivity devils, you are the servant of those devils because that's who you're obeying. You got stealing devils? Well, you've made yourself the servant to those thieving devils. Why? Because that's the spirit you're obeying. And the sin that you're doing, it leads to death. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. Or you can opt out. Amen? The Bible talks about us 
Acknowledging the truth. And perhaps God will grant us grace to recapture our souls from the devil, who will take us captive at his will. Why? Because we decided to obey him. That's why. I've been encouraging you to make better and righteous decisions, but it's up to you. Amen? It it is up to you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So it is for this very reason that the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, who we've been talking about, so that he may deliver from the slavery of sin, will above all else convict the world of the great sin of unbelief and not believing on the Son of God. Again, unbelief and disobedience to God's word opens people's hearts up to all sorts of powers of darkness. All sorts of powers of darkness. Amen. All sorts. Of powers of darkness. Let me find this scripture. Amen. All right, let me go get it. We're going to Second Thessalonians. Amen. Chapter two. So I didn't miss that. Good. Thanks, Holy Spirit. Amen. I want you to remember that when we choose unbelief and disobedience, you hear me repeating it over and over because God wants to drive it home with us. When we choose unbelief and disobedience, we give ourselves an open door to the devil. How did I get it? You opened it. Amen. And that's how we get there. So, idolatry, superstition, and divination are to be found wherever persons no longer look to the living God for help and protection, and wherever their confidence is no more centered upon him and his eternal word. That's where these sins flourish. They, they sort of gush over and bloom everywhere people turn to helpers of their own choice. Helpers? Today they've been calling them influencers. That's the new word for influencers. Mm-hmm. They flourish wherever of their own choice, trusting in things of human time and sense, human wisdom, human reasoning, their own ability, and their self-goodness. Why, I would never do that. And blah, 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 blah. I hate to tell you this, but you don't know yourself as well as you think you do. The heart is deceitfully wicked above all. Who can know it? Who can know it? 
But concerning these things, God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves. Who are we to sit back and estimate what's in our heart and who we really are and what our parameters are? We come to these self-conclusions that God has not signed off on. Knowing that we are human and flawed and but dust, we think that we can decide that we are righteous in certain areas of our life because we just know that we are. And we just know we're going to heaven. But the scripture says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think, to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. I've seen many a believer tout that they were this or they were that or they they have never done this or never done that. Saints, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. You're setting yourself up for a fall. You have judged yourself righteous, but you're not the righteous judge. Amen? You've judged yourself. Oh, I've got it together. I know. I know. Okay, I know. We'll see about that. But concerning these things, God says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm or his support, and whose heart departs from the living God. That's what God says. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh, arm or his support or his stay, and whose heart departs from God. You bring a curse on yourself. That's dangerous. Amen? That's dangerous. Self-reliance. Ah. Sin man. Trust in the creature. Causes us to swerve aside from God the creator and is the first step along the road that leads to idolatry. Self-reliance. I do it myself. So being deceived by the lie of our own ability and sufficiency and trusting in our own merits, just like Cain did, Adam and Eve Cain, that one, brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. So, God could never look favorably upon his offering because it was the result of 
his own works. It wasn't the result of humble obedience and submission to God. He did what he saw, not God's way that had been taught to him. That's dangerous. You know, I've got it together. I know how to handle this. Well, in that many of us do err and cause ourselves serious problems. So, this is an interesting place to look at this. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. We've talked about this before. Verse 1. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she bare again his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Why? Because it was an offering in obedience. It was in obedience. It was in line with the specifications God had given them. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wrong. It's amazing. Cain's wrong. He knows he's wrong. He's determined to do it his way. But when God does not receive his offering, he gets mad. He gets mad. He has an attitude. Blinded by his own righteousness. I'm right, blinded by his own righteousness. Cain was filled with envy and hatred toward his brother. See, he had to find somebody to take it out on. You see, he couldn't punch God out, so he had to find somebody he could reach. Amen? Abel relied on God's promise of the coming Redeemer and offered a more excellent sacrifice. He was conscious of his own helplessness. Isn't that interesting? 1 John chapter 3, verse 12. 1 John chapter 3, verse 12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Amen. So in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, the Bible speaks of this again. He says that by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. His testimony is still speaking, even though he's gone. You see, 
the obedience, the release of the righteous designation. Mm-hmm. It's nice to keep that designation, amen? So, trusting in their own abilities, Cain's descendants severed from the presence of God and sought help in themselves, in their own skill and handicraft. They were the inventors of all sorts of musical instruments and weapons and built that city called Enoch. That's in Genesis 4. Then later, Nimrod, the first to be the mighty man on the earth, built Babel and Nineveh, the great city. It came to a climax in the land of the Chaldeans. How interesting. The land of the Chaldeans. We still have Chaldeans today. Oh, yes, we do. They're still hanging around. Of the Tower of Babel. From whence spread out all idolatry and divination and sorcery. That's right. This is where this came from. Amen. This, where this stemmed from. In Genesis chapter 4, beginning with verse 17, Genesis chapter 4, verse beginning with verse 17, it reads as such. And Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bare Enoch, and he builded a city, and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. And unto Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begat Mahujel, and Mahujel begat Methusiel, and Methusiel begat Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two wives, and the name of one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. And Ada bare Jabel. He was the father of such as dwell in tents, and of such as have cattle. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such that handle the harp and the organ. And Zillah, she also bare Tubal Cain, an instructor of every artificer in, in brass and iron. So he used to work in brass and iron. And the sister of Tubal-Cain was Namah, and Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy-sevenfold. Genesis 10, beginning with verse 8. Genesis 10, beginning with verse 8. And Cush began Nimrod, and he began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it is said, even Nimrod the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Baal, Erech, Akkad, Telna, in the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Aser and built Nineveh, and the city Rehoboth and Kala and resin between Nineveh and Kala, the same as a great city. So God is saying all of these subdivisions came together to make a great city. All of these smaller little townships came together to make a great city. So when you have the Tower of Babel, we have all these people groups coming together, speaking the same language, having the same mind, in agreement, deciding that 
they're going to build this tower that goes all the way to heaven. In other words, they're going to have the ascendancy into heaven. They started their own thing. They didn't have to do things God's way. They were going to do what they wanted to do. And many of us, unfortunately, see things the same way. So there was this Tower of Babel from which spread out all idolatry, divination, and sorcery. Centuries later, a long time later. You know, God is good at at taking his time to judge. There are phrases in the Bible when it talks about um, the the cup of their sin becoming uh, to fullness. God waits. He waits to judge sometimes. In uh, the Bible, centuries later, when God was talking to Babylon, he calls them the daughter of the Chaldean. Now, Babylon is a place God has, has, bought, he has put his signature and stamp on destroying. But he calls it in the Bible, in Isaiah, the daughter of the Chaldean. I find that interesting. And he says a few things to this group of people. I'm going to, for the sake of time, kind of get through it without going too deeply in debt, in into it. But I'm going to try. I'm going to begin in Isaiah chapter 47 and verse 1. Isaiah chapter 47, verse 1. Come down and sit in the dust. Come down and sit in the dust. O virgin daughter of Babylon, sit on the ground. There is no throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for thou shalt no more be called tender and delicate. My. Verse 9. But these two things shall come to thee in a moment in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They shall come upon thee in their perfection for the multitude sorcery and for the great abundance of thine enchantment. God is not blessing the occult nor witchcraft. For thou hast trusted in thy wickedness. Thou hast said, none seest me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it hath perverted thee. And thou hast said in thine heart, I am and none else beside me. Therefore, evil shall come upon thee. Thou shalt not know from whence it rises. And mischief shall fall upon thee. Thou shalt not be able to put it off. And desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. Stand now with thine enchantments. You've been doing all this witchcraft all along anyhow. You decided to form your own religion. You weren't going to follow what God said to do. Stand now with thine enchantments and with the multitude of thy sorceries wherein thou hast labored from thy youth. If so, be thou shalt be able to profit. If so, be thou mayest prevail. Perhaps you'll prevail. 
Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsel. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a cold to warm at, nor fire to sit before it. Thus shall they be unto thee whom thou hast labored, even thy merchants from thy youth. They shall wander every one to his quarter, and none shall save thee. God decided to judge them. And he warned them that nobody was going to come to their rescue, and nobody was going to come to save them. All of those people that decided they weren't going to follow God, they were going to do their own thing, their own way, and they were going to use their own self-sufficiency to produce whatever they wanted and do it however they felt like doing it, judgment surely was coming. And that's something we need to hear today. Tradition and divination is flagrant idolatry and the stronghold of all unbelief. Let me say that again. Superstition and divination is the stronghold of all unbelief. That's why the Bible calls it an abomination to the Lord. So, because of this, for this reason, God told Abram to get out, get out of Ur of the Chaldees. It was a city of idolatry and from his kindred. Why did he have to get away from his kindred? Because they were involved of that area. I hope you hear me. They were involved with the culture, the demonic culture of that area. And he said, get out from there and get away from your relatives. God wouldn't do that. Well, he did it right here. And come into the land which I shall show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Sharan. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land wherein ye now dwell. That's Acts chapter 7, verses 3 through 4. Acts chapter 7, verse 3 through 4. Now, we're going to talk about Jacob for a second. Jacob, in Genesis chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. We're going to talk about Jacob for a second. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's Abraham. I have one more scripture about Abraham. Thank you, Lord. One more scripture in Genesis 12 about Abraham. Beginning with verse 1, now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. Leave your folks alone and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed, 
So Abram did what? He departed. Amazing. He lives in a society full of heathens that love to do witchcraft, divination, and the occult. And he obeys God and he departs as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Wow. He lived 75 years someplace, and God said, okay, it's time to go. He got up and left. Amen? There's a lot to be said for obeying God. So in Genesis chapter 35, we're going to talk briefly about Jacob. Jacob had to do some things, too. In Genesis 35, verses 2 through 3, Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. We need God in this situation right now. That's what Jacob was saying. And in order for God to come on the scene, all of our idolatries have to be gone. And so we teach you to do emergency house cleaning. We teach you to go through your house and go through your property looking for anything that might displease the Lord and asking him, is there something else here I have? that displeases you, and whatever it is, I'll get rid of it. It's just that simple. I'm not going to balk about it. If you don't like it, it's gone. Amen? And if it's something I I can't reach or I can't get to, in the name of Jesus, from my position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, I disconnect myself spiritually from it in Jesus' name. How about that? You see, we've got to obey God. Abram did it. Jacob did it. Abel did it. We have to do it too. And it was because of these kinds of things that Pharaoh in Egypt hardened his heart. You see, the Chaldeans, were the head of the witchcraft and occult order of the day. They were the masters of it. And these are the the people that were around Pharaoh. Why? Well, Pharaoh was supposed to be a god. They called him Ra. He was supposed to be the top. Not only was he Pharaoh and king, he was supposed to be the god. Well, the, the true and living God showed up and said, I don't think so. And because, in part, of the witchcraft and the seductions and the enchantments and the blinding, craft, disobedience, rebellion, all of that, he was forever hardening his heart against God. Amen? He was forever doing it. 
so. You say, well, I don't see how that has anything to do with me, Pastor. Oh, but it does. So in Exodus chapter 7, beginning with 10, Exodus chapter 7, beginning with verse 10, and Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh. And they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. All right? Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. There you have them. There they are. Now the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their enchantment. For they cast down every man his rod. And they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hearkened not unto him as the Lord had said. We see this, and even God's chosen people were stiff-necked and obstinately rebellious in Egypt, in the desert and in the promised land though they knew the Lord's explicit command. said, Pastor, really? That's right. You know the story. Amen? They didn't let go of all of their idolatry and self-will. They held on to it. That's their problem. That's their problem. Ezekiel chapter 20, beginning with verse 2. Ezekiel chapter 20, beginning with verse 2. Then came the word of the Lord unto me, saying, Son of man, speak unto the elders of Israel, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Are ye come to inquire of me? As I live, saith the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. Wilt thou judge them, son of man? Wilt thou judge them? Cause them to know the abominations of their fathers. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, In the day when I chose Israel, and lifted up my hand unto the seed of the house of Jacob, and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt, when I lifted up mine hand unto them, saying, I am the Lord your God. In the day that I lifted up my hand unto them to bring them forth out of the land of Egypt into a land that I had for them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. Then said I unto them, Cast ye away every man the abominations of his eyes. Cast ye away every man the abominations of his eyes. And defile not yourselves with the idols of Egypt or the world. I am the Lord your God. And God is forever calling his people out of the world. But for some reason, they prefer satisfying their flesh. And everything that tinkles and glitters in the world is supposed to be good. Wrong. So God is saying, cast ye away every man the abominations of his eyes, and don't defile yourself with the world. 
I am the Lord your God. But, verse 8, they rebelled against me and would not hearken unto me. They did not every man cast away the abomination of their eyes, neither did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then said I, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I wrought for my name's sake, that it should not be polluted before the heathen, among whom they were, in whose sight I made myself known unto them, and bringing them forth out of the land of Egypt. You see, God was working two systems at one time. He was teaching the Hebrews who he was. But he was also teaching the heathen. The heathen were watching what this million-sized group of people was doing, marching out of Egypt, coming to the Red Sea, drowning Pharaoh's army. They noticed all of this, and they talked about it. So God was teaching the heathen by how they observed what, what God did with the Hebrews. And he was trying to convince the Hebrews that he was really their God and that they really ought to follow him and that they really ought to obey him and that they really ought to serve him with all of their heart. True body of Christ would come closer to Christ. Willingly, we'd see better results in the world. But that's just my opinion. Wherefore, I caused them to go forth out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness, and I gave them my statues and showed them my judgments, which if a man do, do, he shall even live in them. Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between me and them, that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctify them. I am the Lord that sets them apart to me, God is saying, by the house. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes, and they despised my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. And my Sabbaths they greatly polluted. Then said I, I would pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. But that it should not be polluted before the heathen, in whose sight I brought them out. Yet also I lifted up my hand unto them in the wilderness, that I would not bring them into the land which I had given them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands, because they despised my judgments and walked not in my statutes, but polluted my Sabbaths, for their heart went after their idols. For their heart went after their idols. Nevertheless, mine I spared them from destroying them, neither did I make an end of them in the wilderness. But I said unto their children in the wilderness, Walk ye not in the statues of your fathers, neither observe their judgments, nor defile yourself with their idols. You know, some of us are still learning in miracle not to defile ourselves with our relatives' idols. Some of us are still learning this, and it's good that we're learning it. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statues and keep my judgments and do them and hallow my Sabbath. That they sh- and they shall be a sign between me and you, that ye may know that I am the Lord your God. Notwithstanding the 
their children rebelled against me. And they walked not in my statutes, neither kept my judgments to do them, which if a man do, he shall live in them. They polluted my Sabbath. Then I said I would pour out my fury upon them to accomplish mine anger against them in the wilderness. Nevertheless, I withdrew my hand. I withdrew my hand, God says, and wrought for my name's sake that it should not be polluted in the sight of the heathen, in whose sight I brought them forth. I lifted up my hand unto them also in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the heathen and disperse them through the country. Because they had not executed my judgments, but had despised my statutes and polluted my Sabbath, and their eyes were after their father's idols. Their eyes, E-Y-E-S, were after their father's idols. There are a few of you need to highlight that part of that scripture. Maybe more. Amen? You having problems? You know it came in at conception? Well, there it is in verse 24. Wherefore, I gave them also statutes that were not good. God said, I'll fix this. And judgments whereby they should not live. And I polluted them in their own gifts and that they cause to pass through the fire all that openeth the womb. Well, aren't they trying to do that now? Aren't they doing that now? That I might make them desolate to the end that they might know that I am the Lord. Son of man, speak unto the house of Israel and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Yet in this your fathers have blasphemed me, and that they have committed a trespass against me. For when I had brought them into the land for which I lifted up my hand to give it to them, then they saw every high hill and all the fig trees, and they offered there their sacrifices. And there they presented the provocation of their offering. There also they made their sweet savor and poured out their drink offering. Then I said unto them, What is the high place whereunto ye go? And the name whereof is called Bama unto this day. Now you hear me in the opening prayer, uh, binding up the gods of the grove. Well, they're still doing it to this day. They're still going in the woods. When you hear me binding up the demons in the bush, this is it. All over the world. Even on the tourist channels, when they show you all these places of worship that all these ancient civilization had, they're forever running under uh, to a high hill and a thick tree, running out there, putting some little statue up and taking it some food and acting like it's a god when it's not. It's something they made with their own hands or their fathers made, their ancestors made. 30, wherefore say unto the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, are ye polluted after the manner of your fathers, and commit ye whoredom after their abomination? Look at what God calls it, and commit ye whoredom after their abomination. And when ye offer your gifts, when ye make your sons to pass through the fire, ye pollute yourselves with all your idols, even unto this day. And shall I be inquired of by you, O house of Israel? 
As I live, saith the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. You see, you just can't treat God any kind of way. Not that people have changed any too much. And that which cometh into your mind shall not be at all that ye say. We will be as the heathen, as the families of the countries to serve wood and stone. This is what they decided to do. They would reject God and act just like the heathen. And nothing has changed to this day. I'm going to reject God and I'm going to keep on doing what I want to do because that's what I want to do. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out, I will I rule over you. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein ye are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the people And there will I plead with you face to face. God is very insistent. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness in the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. Verse 38. And I will purge out from among you the rebels. And them that transgress against me. And I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn. And they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God. Ye go, ye serve everyone his idols, and hereafter also, if ye will not hearken unto me, but pollute ye my holy name no more with your gifts and with your idols. For in mine holy mountain, in the mountain of the height of Israel, saith the Lord God, there shall all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, serve me. There will I accept them, and there will I require your offerings and the first fruits of your oblations with all your holy things. I will accept you with your sweet savor when when I bring you out from the people and gather you out of the countries wherein ye have been scattered, and I will be sanctified in you before the heathen. You're going to learn to act right. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I shall bring you into the land of Israel, into the country for which I lifted up my hand to give it to your father. You see, God has a covenant with their fathers. He has an agreement, and he's faithful. He's going to carry his plan out. But if you want to be stubborn and rebellious, you're just going to have to get it the hard way. And there shall ye remember your ways. Here it is. Everybody needs to highlight verses 43 and 44. And there shall ye remember. No, it's not necromancy. You shall remember your ways and all your doing, wherein ye have been defiled. And ye shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for all your evils that you have committed. 
and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have wrought with you for my name's sake, not according to your wicked ways, nor according to your corrupt doings, O ye house of Israel, saith the Lord God. You might want to reread that part later. Amen. Amen. It's the truth. Acts chapter 7, beginning with verse 37. Acts chapter 7. We're in the New Testament again. Acts chapter 7, beginning with verse 37. Beginning with verse 37. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us, to whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them, and in their hearts turned back again into Egypt, saying unto Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. And as for this Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And they made a calf in those days, and offered sacrifice unto the idol, and rejoiced and rejoiced and rejoice and rejoice in the works of their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the hosts of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets, O ye house of Israel, have ye offered to me slain beasts and sacrifices by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? Yes, ye took up the tabernacle of Moloch, the star of your God, Remphan, figures which ye made to worship them. You created these gods you got. They're not the true and living God. You made this show up yourself. So you and your father started this, and you're determined to continue it no matter what. And I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. Howbeit, the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands. No, because our bodies are the temples of the Holy Ghost. As saith the prophet, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord, or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. Ye do always resist the Holy Ghost. 
as your fathers did, so do ye. Well, don't you think we need to opt for a different decision than to do what our fathers did? I would hope so. I would hope so. Amen? Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 3. Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 3. Exodus chapter 20, beginning with verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. That goes a long time. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. You just can't call yourself a Christian and live like the world. It just can't be. It simply cannot be. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning with verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 4, beginning with verse 15. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no matter of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire, lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure, the like of male or female. The likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. And lest thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars and even all the hosts of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them. And tell all your friends about your horoscope. And on and on it goes. You don't really believe in horoscopes. You just believe in the descriptions that come under each each category. And you happen to think that you're more fitted toward this one, even though your birthday is over there. Seriously? Which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. But the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a people of inheritance. To be unto him a people of inheritance. To be unto him a people of inheritance, as ye are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swear that I should not go over Jordan and that I should not go in unto that good land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. 
but I but I must die in this land. I must not go over Jordan, but ye shall go over and possess the good land. Heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image or likeness of anything. Or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Okay. You know, sometimes, saints, we need to stop and think about what God is saying. God has made everything that's on the earth. And you're going to take a tree that he made. And you're going to take a, a what do you call those things? A power tool. And you're going to chip on it and shave it and do this and do that to it and whirl it around and fashion it this way and fashion it that way and stick it up there and say, okay, this is my God and I'm going to bow down to it. And God's sitting there watching you do that foolishness. At what point would you? Be angry with those people for doing that, even though you keep telling them, I'm your God. You see my act, but you pretend I'm not there. You see what I'm doing, but you pretend it's not me. No, you're going to go get something, and you're going to put it in your front yard, and it looks like a little boy that's peeing on on a fish or a frog. And you're going to leave that thing sitting in your front yard, and people are going to come into your yard, and you go, oh, look at how beautiful my front yard is with this big idol sitting there. And I go to the first church of the, you know, at some point, we really have to think about what we do. And I was at the garden center, and I saw this thing, and I thought it was the cutest little thing. Don't you think it's cute? Well, did you ask the Holy Spirit what he thought? Well, did you? Amen? Did you ask him what he thought? Did you? Amen? Did you ask him what he thought? So superstitious practices may take on innocent forms. They may be done seriously or just for fun. You know, this is how a lot of people wander into the occult, their curiosity and doing something that they think is harmless and fun because they're ignorant and foolish. But whenever man indulges in any of them, consciously or otherwise, I didn't realize this is what I was doing. Okay, so you're going to enter into sorcery because the government tells you they're going to fire you from your job if you don't get this shot. And you're in fear. You've been to church. The preacher preached on don't have any fear. God says get rid of the fear, no fear, no fear, no fear. But the minute they tell you that if you don't get this shot, sorcery, and you don't know what it is, and there's all kind of conflicting reports, 
and you decide that you're just not going to uh, rock the boat. You're not going to rock the boat. You're not going to rock the boat no what, no way, no how. You can't quite get your a grip on what they're really doing, but you know down inside things wrong, but you're not going to rock the boat. You're just going to go along to get along. I would call that idolatry, amen? Amen. So, but whenever man indulges in any of them, consciously or otherwise, he will inevitably do so by the power of suggestion, by the power of suggestion under a satanic influence. By the power of suggestion, being browbeaten by a satanic influence. Way too open to the power of suggestion by a satanic influence. The superstitious beliefs act upon the unconscious motives the unconscious motives and the hidden depths of his soul. Think about that. The unconscious motives and the hidden depths of his soul. And these unconscious motives and the hidden depths of the soul govern his everyday judgments and actions. These unconscious motives in the hidden depths of the soul govern people's everyday judgments and actions. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And you hath he quickened or made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein time past ye walked according to what? The course of this world. You were running along with the world, trying to keep up. According to who? The prince of the power of the air. So there's this this spirit. If you're running with the world, you're running with the prince of the power of the air. If you're running with this world, you are running with the prince of the power of the air, and that is the spirit that you're obeying and not God. It is the spirit that now worketh in the children of what? Of disobedience. Also, we all had our conversation or lifestyle in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And at that time, were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We used to act just like it. And having come to Christ, if we're still acting just like them, still running behind what they're running behind, still doing what they're doing, 
using their virtues, their values, their morals, we are bowing down to the prince of the power of the air, that very same demon spirit that works in the children of disobedience. Amen. It's just that way. Amen. Again and again, it has been confirmed from actual experience that such a person will, more or less, according to the kind of superstition or sorcery practice or evil beliefs, come under constraint, ooh, constraint, in his soul and mind. Really? Yes, because by that time, Satan has you under his spell. You're in his bondage. His bondage constrains you, not the love of God, deliberately or not. When you enter into this kind of arrangement, into this kind of behavior, into this kind of a mode, you enter into a contract with Satan. You like fornication? Contract with Satan. You like lewdness? Contract with Satan. You like lust demons and water spirits? Contract with Satan. You like covetousness? Contract with Satan. And shall I go on and on and on? When you do, you place yourself under the control of lying spirits and evil spiritual powers, which hide behind superstition, divination, and sorcery. That's the way it really is. In the same manner, in God's word, man enters by his spirit into close and intimate fellowship with God. He will, through the sins of superstition, divination, and magic, and the other sins of abomination that we have mentioned, you know, perversion and all the rest. Enter into a contract relationship with Satan, becoming a prisoner of the powers of darkness. He now has fellowship and is a partner with the devil and his demons. Okay, the Lord says for me to stop here tonight. Amen. Let me see if I can. There we go. He says for me to stop here tonight, or else I'll preach the whole the whole night. You'll need to recast this sermon, saying, because God wants us to sink deep, deep, deep into your heart, your thoughts, and your spirit. Not realizing it, many of us. have come into agreement with Satan while we're calling ourselves Christians. We have a contract with the devil. And so God is calling out our hypocrisy. And he wants change. Amen. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
All right. So, thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning cocaine residue found on a gun pouch belonging to U.S. President Biden's uh, son, Hunter. Brother Bill, I'm sending you a message as soon as I find you. Amen. And there it is. Cocaine residue found on a gun pouch belonging to U.S. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was instrumental in persuading a judge to proceed with gun-related charges against him. Politico has reported, citing federal prosecutors. Back in September, Hunter Biden earned the dubious distinction of being the first ever child of a sitting U.S. president to be criminally indicted. The 53-year-old, now he's not in his 20s, he's 53. The 53-year-old also faces a slew of tax-related charges. Hunter Biden could be handed a maximum of 17 years behind bars, if found guilty on all counts, according to a statement released last month by the Department of Justice and U.S. Attorney David White, the special counsel leading a long-running investigation into the president's son. The presidential son's trouble with the law has led Republicans to question Joe Biden's own integrity and level accusations of corruption against the Democrats. In its own report on Tuesday, Politico cited prosecutors alleging that investigators literally found drugs on the pouch where the defendant had kept his gun and that an FBI chemist had later identified the substance as cocaine. Prosecutors have insisted that the strength of the evidence against Hunter Biden is overwhelming, dismissing His defense team's claims that the charges are politically motivated. They reportedly cited, among other things, the defendant's admissions about his drug use, which he made in his 2021 memoir. Hunter Biden previously pleaded not guilty to charges that he lied about his addiction when he filed out a form to purchase a gun back in October 2018. The Department of Justice filed nine new charges against him, including failure to file and pay taxes, tax evasion, and filing a false return. According to the authorities, the president's son engaged in a four-year scheme to not pay at least $1.4 million in self-assessed federal taxes, spending millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle that allegedly included drug addiction. Officials also pointed out that Hunter Biden had earned handsomely while serving on the boards of Ukrainian industrial conglomerate Bursama as well as a Chinese company, CEFC, China Energy Company Limited. 
In December, the president's son ignored a subpoena issued by the Republican-led House Oversight Committee investigating his father's alleged involvement in his business dealings. The proceedings, well, we're not going to go to the proceedings tonight. We're, we're going to leave the proceedings. We're just going to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. Amen. We're going to thank the righteous judge for his proceedings on such. Amen. Praise God. Hold on. Let me go back and see what's going on. Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry about that, Brother Bill. (laughs) That wasn't on purpose. That was a mistake. Amen. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry about that. Amen. Amen. We got that done. All right. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning creator open AL, open um, artificial intelligence, is working with the U.S. military on several artificial intelligence projects after dropping a prohibition on the use of its technologies for military and warfare purposes. A company executive told Bloomberg on Tuesday at the World Economic Forum in Davos. The artificial intelligence pioneer is developing open source cybersecurity software and discussing how to prevent suicides among military veterans with the U.S. government. Open Artificial Intelligence Vice President of Global Affairs said, and while Ms. Anna did not elaborate on either project, she explained that Open Artificial Intelligence's decision to remove a blanket prohibition on the use of its tech, artificial intelligence tech, for military and warfare applications was in line with a broader policy update to adjust to new uses of chat GPT and its other tools, according to Bloomberg. Previously, had what was essentially a blanket prohibition on military, many people thought that would prohibit many of these use cases, which people think are very much aligned with what we want to see in the world. Mm, she explained. Despite the ban's repeal, she insisted open artificial intelligence continues to prohibit the use of its technology to develop weapons, destroy property, or harm people. However, Microsoft, 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 which owns a large part of OpenAI and enjoys the unrestricted use of its advanced AI technologies, has long contracted with the U.S. military and other branches of the government and lacks any inbuilt prohibition on weapons development, according to Bloomberg. 
In addition to partnering with the Pentagon for military applications, OpenAI is expanding its operations in the realm of election security. Election security, according to CEO Sam Altman, who also spoke to Bloomberg during the Davos conclave. See, that's the conclave word. There it is. Elections are a huge deal, he said, declaring it good that we have a lot of anxiety about the process. His company is reportedly working on preventing the use of its generative AI tools to spread political disinformation, such as deep fakes and other artificially generated media that could be used to attack or prop up candidates during the 2024 voting cycle. Mm-hmm. Last month, OpenAI and Microsoft were sued by the New York Times for copyright infringement with the self-anointed paper of record declaring their generative AI capabilities to be unfair competition and an existential threat to press freedom. The lawsuit seeks billions of dollars in statutory and actual damages for unlawful copying and the use of the New York Times intellectual property. Sussman Godfrey, the law firm representing the New York Times, also proposed a class action lawsuit against artificial intelligence titans in November for rampant theft of authors' works alleging the companies illegally used nonfiction authors' writings without their permission to train their blockbuster chat box, ChatGPT. Mm. So, Father, we want to thank you for the adjudications of the righteous judge concerning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Fearing backlash, some black people feel they can only whisper, I'm voting for Trump. But others are becoming louder and prouder in voicing support for former President Donald Trump. Mark Fisher, co-founders of a Black Lives Matter group in Rhode Island made waves recently with his endorsement of the former president. I knew I was going to pay a price for it, Mr. Fisher said, but I felt like the benefit of doing it far outweighed the cost of me playing it safe. Mr. Fisher said he felt obligated to clear a path for those who think the way he does. He and other pro-Trump black people are considered renegades. That's partly because President Trump's foes have tried to brand him as a racist, unworthy of votes from black Americans. But it, it is also because he's a Republican. For generations, black leaders and churches have encouraged black people to vote for Democrats, including President Joe Biden. But the tide seems to be turning. Opinion polls are showing that more black people are willing to break rank, as Mr. Fisher did. Since President Trump's win in 2016, 
black support for him has more than tripled, now exceeding 20% in some surveys. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Polling suggests that black people and other minorities who once spurned President Trump now appear willing to give his candidacy a fresh look, a trend that could help spell the difference between victory and defeat and the 2024 election. Three main factors appear to be spurring black people to pivot toward President Trump, according to Mr. Fisher and others. The economy, criminal justice system, and the influence of other black people going public with their support. Americans are continuing to feel the pinch of economic conditions under President Biden. Just about everyone, regardless of color, feels the weight of higher prices for gasoline, groceries, housing, and other essentials. For months, polls have been showing that a vast majority of citizens disapprove of the president's economic policies, dubbed Bidenomics. People are also noticing the justice system's seemingly unjust treatment of President Trump, a fate many black people have experienced. They're saying to themselves, now wait a minute, this looks very familiar, Mr. Fisher said. Subconsciously, that's a powerful thing. Black people also lament that authorities are letting violent crime and illegal immigrants run amok while they're targeting President Trump and others for allegedly nonviolent offenses. Having prominent black people, including musicians, revealing pro-Trump opinions has emboldened others to do the same. Mr. Fisher said these endorsements made him feel he wasn't alone. Trailblazers inspired him, inspired him to come out of the shadows. I saw other black people expressing themselves, displaying courage and independent thought, not being afraid of what other people think about them, he said. And I felt that my community needed me to do that, too. Although Mr. Fisher said he took a lot of heat for endorsing President Trump, he also got a lot of powerful, impactful, and profound messages from people all around the world, along with interview requests from as far away as Japan. President Trump thanked Mr. Fisher with a surprise phone call and a dinner invitation. Some people exorated the president for doing so, considering Mr. Fisher's history with Black Lives Matter. President Trump and Black Lives Matter have accused each other of sowing seeds of hatred and violence. I feel like the white races hate me and the black races hate me, Mr. Fisher said. But what I'm doing is separating the wheat from the chaff. I'm creating a safe space for all those who want to be on the right side of history, who want to come together for the betterment of America and improvement of the people of America. People are welcome to join in on that vision or to walk away from it. It's that simple. This fall, before Mr. Fisher reveals his support for President Trump, black rapper Walk a Flock of Flames, posted a profile picture of himself along with President Trump on X, formerly Twitter. Separately, he posted Trump 2024. The photo attracted at least 13.5 million views. 
It also sparked controversy for the rapper who had previously made derogatory remarks about the former president. Bruce Lavelle said that the musical artist had quietly begun shifting toward the former president some time ago. Mr. Lavelle and Waka Flocka Flame met in 2022 and posed for a photo, photo together. Other black people, whether prominent or not, are starting to realize that big tech companies and government agencies work together to suppress and twist information about Mr. Trump, other political figures, and many hot-button issues in society, Mr. Lavelle said. This is, as I call it, the season of exposure, he said, and the great lies are being exposed. A woman who goes by the name of Michaela Rose on X agrees. Miss Rose, 36 of Dallas, spoke on condition that her real name not be used because she wants to avoid repercussions. Now let me pause here for a moment. Repercussions include physical altercation. The Lord did not allow me to purchase some Trump paraphernalia the first time. And so I asked the Lord, well, why not? I finally made up my mind. I, I want to talk to you about this. And we can, he said, no, you may not. And so I said, why not? He said, because if I allow you to wear it and someone approaches you the wrong way with the wrong intent to do you harm, the angels will have to do what they are allowed to do. Okay, I didn't get the bound. However, that's the way that is. Amen. Amen. In fact, I think there was somebody here in Jacksonville. The man was going to buy gas, and he had his MAGA hat on, and some man physically attacked him. Okay. Miss Rose said she initially fell into the propaganda of Trump being bad. I was like, man, if everybody hates Trump, he must be a bad guy, she said. But things started to change for her about four months ago. As a mother of two, Miss Rose became increasingly concerned about issues affecting her children. So she started spending more time researching government policies and politics. Originally from Tampa, Miss Rose grew up amid a mix of white people, Hispanics, and Asians. That real-life experience convinced her that America is not a racist country. Counterfeiting leftists claims that it is. I know the majority of people aren't racist, and I had more faith that people wouldn't vote for such a blatantly racist person, she said referring to how mainstream media tended to portray Ms. President Trump. Ms. Rose started seeking unfiltered sources of information. She began following President Trump's Twitter account and listening to his public speeches. She started to see a pattern. After watching one of President Trump's speeches, Ms. Rose would see leftists and the news media outlets completely like twist his words, she said. Hmm, doesn't Leviathan do that? Miss Rose says she thinks other black people have started to similarly inform themselves. I think Trump has 
overcome a lot of what has happened to him. And I really believe a lot more people are with him now more than ever, especially black folks, she said. Still, black Trump supporters can't expect to be ostracized, Miss Rose said, as she has been. After revealing her pro-Trump stance, Miss Rose says she lost many of her black friends. She has been called a coon and Uncle Tom and the N-word. I don't know what my neighbors call me because I put signs in the front yard. But the opposition from white liberals is the worst, she said, because they're just so condescending. She said they asked her, how could you vote for someone that hates you? You know he hates your people, right? And they tell her, you're so dumb, you don't know any better. And I basically had had them telling me that because I'm black, I'm obligated to be Democrat and that I must hate myself because I'm black and I'm a Trump supporter, Ms. Rose said. Knowing they would face similar reactions for voicing support for President Trump, a lot of black folks are still in hiding, she said. They stay silent because they want to get invited to the barbecue, she said. If you're black and you support Trump, you really kind of get disowned. Not just in your own family, but also in the black community. Marv Neal, a 52-year-old black man who hosts a weekly radio show on Boston's Urban Heat radio station, 98.1 FM, agreed that black people are reluctant to admit they dislike President Joe Biden or his policies and therefore might consider casting a ballot for President Trump. But Mr. Neal said that he and others have been disenchanted with both major parties' candidates. This impression fits with findings of a new survey. A Gen Forward survey reported on December 12th that about 20 to minorities, excuse me, would have voted for someone other than President Trump or President Biden if the election had been held last month. Mr. Neal, a registered Democrat, said just because you're a Democrat doesn't mean you're going to get my vote. He hasn't always felt that way. I was raised Democrat, and it was just life. Everything was Democrat. You got to vote Democrat, 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 he said. But Mr. Neal said another black broadcaster at the same radio station, Larry Higginbottom, changed his perspective. Like Larry says, vote your interest or whoever speaks to your interest. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. Thus far, President Biden's policies seem to lack benefits for average Everyday citizens, Mr. Neal said, homeless shelters in Boston are at capacity, and legal residents can't get the help they need because money is being spent to help immigrants in foreign nations, he said. Hotel rooms are being used to house immigrants, so the rates for any unused rooms have gone up for everyone else, he said. Mr. Neal said he initially disliked President Trump's crackdown on illegal immigration. I was like, why do you have that, man? Why can't you just help these people? But he said that now he sees, now he sees that those border security policies benefited U.S. citizens. Still, Mr. Neal doesn't count himself a supporter of President Trump yet. 
He says he thinks the criminal charges against the former president are justified, but that he and others don't think President Trump will be held accountable. So the prosecutions are a waste of time and taxpayers' money. Ms. Rose, on the other hand, then she thinks the prosecutions of President Trump are politically motivated and that he's being unfairly targeted. As for Republicans' impeachment inquiry into the president's family alleging profiting from millions of dollars in foreigners' money, Mr. Neal is in trouble much by that. I believe that's a part of the culture, Mr. Neal said. Politicians do favors for each other. It's part of the game that they play, he said. But Mr. Lavelle, President Trump's diversity coordinator, said he senses that people are starting to suspect President Biden is compromised. Mr. Lavelle said black people compare their situation with President Biden. They say, dang, I'm sitting here struggling, and this dude's wheeling and dealing, and his whole family is profiting, Mr. Lavelle said. Meanwhile, more information is coming out to counter the narrative that black people have been fed about President Trump, Mr. Lavelle said. Mr. Lavelle, an unpaid volunteer, rattles off numerous policies President Trump enacted to boost black employment, business ownership, and historically black colleges and universities. Those are among the policies that Mr. Fisher, the BML activist, cited when he announced his endorsement. But Mr. Lavelle said it has taken a while to hammer home some of these points to black people who have been steeped in distorted portrayals of President Trump. A lot of times the band plays so loud that you can't really hear the message. President Biden still holds sway with many black, black voters in part because he served as vice president under the nation's first black Obama. And President Biden's second in command is a black woman, Vice President Kamala Harris. In addition, black voters are the most consistently Democratic-leaning constituency among voters of all racial backgrounds, according to Catalyst, a Washington-based firm that says it provides data on millions of voting-age people exclusively to Democrats and progressives. Black people who make about 13% of registered voters voted 88% for Democrat congressional candidates in 2022. That number shows Democrats still enjoy overwhelming support from black people, but it's also 3% lower than in 2020, according to Catalyst. Several Democrat strategists have said they've been seeing warning signals that President Biden's support is slipping dramatically among people who aren't white. Because of these indicators and the pulse he senses among fellow black people, Mr. Lavelle is making a bold prediction for the 2024 election. I say this year, next year, will be a record-shattering, he said, anticipating that 44% of black people will support the former president. It will just leave people's jaws dropped to the ground to see the numbers of black people that will run to the polls, Donald John Trump. That figure raised eyebrows after President Trump mentioned it during an October 11th speech in West Palm Beach, Florida. Pollster Rich Barris, known as the People's Pundit, said he thinks Mr. Lavelle's projection is overly optimistic. 
Mr. Barris's big data poll and Emerson College's poll both found black support for President Trump sitting at 19%. Still, Mr. Lavelle said he doesn't think the goal is unrealistic based on President Trump's past gains with black voters. And it's true that persuadable non-white people could play an outsized role in deciding the winner of the 2024 election, Mr. Barris said. Considering that white people who support President Biden and President Trump remain firmly entrenched in their respective camps. Seven years ago, a few months into his first presidential run, polls showed that then-candidate Donald Trump was drawing support from only about 1% of black people. By the time Mr. Trump won the presidency in 2016, he had secured 6% of that bloc. When he ran for re-election in 2020, President Trump tallied about 12% of that demographic. This summer, the Messenger Paris poll got a lot of attention when it reported that President Trump drew 25% of the black vote in a hypothetical rematch against President Biden. That's more than double President Trump's 2020 support, but far short of the 44% that Mr. Lavelle would like to see in 2024. Still, if the years-long trend in rising black support continues, President Trump would garner even more black votes than the 25% in that poll. Mr. Lavelle said he thinks of all President Trump's minority-supporting ratings would be higher if he had been treated fairly in terms of just letting the information flow freely in the public arena. But now he, he says, thank God. We're finally getting around all the blocking of the cable news and the social media networks. It's kind of like the sea is opening up. Still, many black people remain unaware that President Trump came to the South in the fall of 2020 and delivered half a trillion dollars worth of resources to the black community as part of the platinum plan, Mr. Lavelle said. That plan involved job creation and criminal justice reform. But it wasn't fully implemented. President Trump left office in 2021. Today, many black Americans still see the need for such changes, according to Silk of the famous pro-Trump duo Diamond and Silk. Ironically, the prosecutions of the former president on a total of 91 criminal charges underscore the need for criminal justice reform. Silk, whose real name is Hernethia Richardson, said, pinning of all these different charges on one man to see which one sticks is the norm within the black community, she said. The same biased racist system that is trying to railroad him is the same biased racist system that railroaded them. As the former president headed toward Atlanta's Fulton County Jail to have his mugshot mug taken on August 24th, videos circulated on social media showing black people cheering for the former president as his motorcade passed. Some shouted, free Trump. Some social media. Trump is a brother now. I'm sorry. You go to jail in Zone 6 Atlanta, you're a brother. One unidentified black man declared in a video footage posted on X. 
At the time of President Trump's Atlanta jail appearance, a few anti-Trump protesters, some of whom were black, showed up, along with a larger number of people who came to show support for the former president. A handful of black people in Atlanta's suburbs and some were more inclined to consider casting a ballot for President Trump. Others remain firmly in the never-Trump category. In May 2020, about a quarter of black people agreed with then-candidate Joe Biden's controversial statement that you ain't black if you're a black voter who votes for President Trump over him, according to a Rasmussen Reports poll. I'll refrain from commenting on that. The Democratic presidential candidate also attributed his South Carolina primary election win that year to voters' support. That victory revitalized his sinking candidacy, Rasmussen said. But since then, a Democratic pollster, Terry Woodbury, has been warning that President Trump and other Republicans are seeing payoffs from their efforts to woo black voters. This is not unique to Joe Biden. It's a problem that the Democrats have been facing up and down the ballot. The Republicans have been making a play for black votes, and it's been effective, Mr. Woodbury said during the 538 Politics podcast on September 11th. The reason I think that Trump is appealing to these voters is because a message of how the system is broken appeals to people that are closest to the pain, Mr. Woodbury said. And that Trump's message that that the system is broken, drain the swamp, the problems is politics and politicians. He noted that President Obama also campaigned on a promise to reform the system. But President Obama and President Trump had very different visions on how to fix it, Mr. Woodbury said. Now, defending democracy is one of the leading messages among Democrats, he said. That's tough to mobilize voters on defending democracy. On September 25th, Morning Consult published a survey that found that the share of black voters who says they think the Democratic Party cares about people like them, 71% to 64% since 2016. Coupled with Trump's heightened standing, the figures show a troubling predicament for the incumbent president in particular and for his party, which has long tried to associate itself with the average American, Morning Consult stated. Black people who supported Trump early in his political career saw qualities in him that they say others are just now starting to notice. Long before he decided to run for president, Donald Trump was a household name. Many Americans felt like they knew him because of his prominence as a New York businessman and as the star of The Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice on TV. In 2015, Silk said that she and her sister Diamond, who died in January, were the first prominent black women who openly supported then-candidate Trump when it wasn't popular to do so. She said they liked his plain spokenness and conservative policies. The two women who became fixtures on Fox News for a time urged people to get on the Trump train and to stump for Trump. Silk said they broke free from the mold. Silk said they broke free from the mold. 
Now people of every race, creed, and color are able to compare Trump's America to Biden's America and to Hillary's America, Silk said. She said she thinks they plainly see that Trump represents prosperity. Biden represents poverty. It's a great joy in seeing the black community going from woke to awake, she said. For years, many black voters resisted listening to the billionaire-turned-politician, Mr. Lavelle said, because the Democratic Party machine has been successful in cultivating loyalty among black voters. Democrats fund a lot of black churches and civic groups and the party's Politicians come back every four years and ask for that vote again, Mr. Lavelle said. At a Michigan rally during the summer of 2016, then-candidate Trump suggested that Democrat voting black people ought to vote for him instead, asking, what do you have to lose? That remark stands out in Lavelle's memory. To him, it was a seminal moment. No leader had just really spoken very freely and candidate straight to black culture and said, look at the situation in your communities. Look at your streets. Look at your schools. Why keep voting the same way? Try something different. Mr. Lavelle said, that's a fair ask, and it looks like we're starting to see that happen more and more. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen, amen, amen. And we will pick up where we left off when God says we can. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother Marshall, it's time to pray. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. There we go. There we go. Well, Father, I praise you and I bless your holy, holy name. Thank you. If God be for us, who could be against us? Satan, you're bound or your underlings are bound. Every mind-controlled spirit's bound. Every electronic demon trying to interfere with the broadcast. Every ungodly spirit's bound. Satan, you and all your underlings are bound from our positions, even heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2, 6, Proverbs 18, 10, and Psalm 91. Because he set his love upon me, therefore I deliver him. I'll set him on high. Because he hath known my name, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Make for a long, satisfied life, Lord. For Christ is our life. He can never die again. He died once, and he's our life. So how can we die again? We can't die. We receive him. We drink into one spirit with you, Lord, and we're good to go. We're good to go where? To heaven. That's a nice place to be. Heaven is a wonderful place. It's a great place. But we're not going to go there in our own bootstraps. Nope. We're going to go there with his righteousness because only God is good. Jesus is the Holy One and the just. Jesus said only God is good. So, Father, we thank you. You said in Second Chronicles chapter 20, for all these adjudications, Father, you said if when evil cometh upon us as the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, and, Father, we repent and renounce entertaining any and all spirits of idolatry, untimely judgment, presumption, frustration, selfishness, and all those things that would keep us from making heaven, Father God. I do. And I have to die daily. Because those things try to creep back in. They can even try and be triggered by people that are really close and dear to us, that we love them dearly, but... 
So my father said in Second Chronicles 20, verse 9, if, maybe these have happened to some people. I don't think they just happened to a few black people. It needs to happen to all kinds of people, in every nation for that matter, in every single nation. Yes, in China too. <laughs> if when evil comes upon us as a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, parentheses, for thy name is in this house. Ooh, teach us what that means, Lord. Didn't you say, what, no, you're not. You're the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Oh, we're collectively your house, Lord. Christ, the hope of glory. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In thy presence. for the, Oh, your presence, because you're in us. You're with us always. She said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But in thy presence. And we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cried to them in our affliction. Then thou wilt hear and help. So thank you, Father. The children of Israel, some of them had good kings, some of them had bad kings. Jehoshaphat tried to do well. He messed up a few times. Some Republicans trying to do well. They messed up a few times. Some Democrats, in the past anyway, tried to do good things. They messed up. You seem to be have a preponderance in that way. But some countries, they don't have Republicans and Democrats. They're just artificial labels. God looks at each and individual person's heart separately. He knows that President Trump doesn't walk on water that we've heard of, maybe when it's frozen. He, he, he knows everyone's heart is desperately wicked. Leviathan is busy. Oh, you're, you're the man. Oh, yeah, everybody thinks you're cool. Really? Does that matter, what everybody thinks? Only one thing matters. What does God think? There's some pastors that preach to be accepted by their congregation or somebody. Maybe the ones on TV, they want money to roll in or something. But what really matters is, are we accepted in the beloved? So, Father, it's only because of the blood of Jesus anyone can make heaven. So, Father God, you said that you would send your your word and heal us and deliver us. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Well, we're whosoever. So we take the cup of salvation. We call upon your name. We ask you to deliver us all. Deliver all those in harm's way, Father God, the farmers in every nation that are struggling because the globalists from Davos and others, they don't want them to be fruitful and do what God says. Be fruitful and multiply. Oh, they don't want people that be fruitful and multiply either. They want everybody to be unfruitful and to be poor and broke and not to have children and to to have their children mutilated or have their children confused psychologically, as not to mention emotionally damaged, Father. Father God, we ask for your divine help and adjudications for all these things that all these different adjudications, Father God, the Pastor Sabrina went to all the trouble of, of gathering and researching and finding out about, and some of them are, are right in our face, Father God, including even the, the mainstream news media is allowing some of the stuff to come out. It was kept squashed by the the big uh, the, the three-letter agencies. Oh, no, it's all Russian uh, the nonsense. Of course, Joe Biden and his wonderful son, Hunter, they wouldn't uh, be taking money from, um, uh, you know, and having uh, funny things on a laptop that, that would show that he's uh, anything other than completely pure as a driven snow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember years ago, Pat Holliday said that when she was thinking of running for office before she had accepted Jesus, that her brother, who apparently was a Baptist, but I think he was also a Mason, which seems like a little contradiction, 
But anyway, he he told her, oh, you you got to at least act like you're a Christian if you want to get the vote. And I think a lot of politicians, like the various Bushes, have acted like they're Christians. My wife suddenly had her eyes open many years ago, and our daughters were like, what happened to mom? Yeah, she found out. It wasn't all true. Politicians don't always tell the truth. What a surprise is that. Oh, my goodness. Some politicians don't tell the truth, Father. So what are we going to do about that? And, Father God, you, you had me reading today in Psalm 63. So for all these things, the people that are not necessarily telling the truth about Joe Biden and his son, Hunter, all these things are coming to light. We've been praying about that, and all these things are coming to light. The more and more people, yeah, there's some people, they don't want to get their, uh, you know, people spitting in their faces and all that stuff because they, I have family members that would literally spit in my face if I told them I thought Trump was not the uh, the worst thing that ever happened to the world. Is he perfect? No, of course he's not perfect. Am I perfect? Oh, only by the blood of Jesus. So, Father, it's only by the blood of Jesus we come before your throne of grace in time of need. Yeah. And that's the only way anyone can come, Father God. That blood is sprinkling, that's speaking better things than the blood of Abel. Thank you, but Abel did, Father God. He offered a more perfect sacrifice. He was willing to give something that cost blood. And, Father God, we think of the blood of Jesus, the holy, holy blood of the Creator God that's speaking on our behalf in every one of these issues concerning what's going on in this nation and every nation. It isn't just the United States. It isn't like the United States is the end-all and be-all we used to think we were. Many years ago, I traveled to Albania. They were told they were the, 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 uh, the, the, the gem of all of Europe. Everybody wanted to be like Albania. The people in the rest of Europe didn't even know about Albania. It was a communist-controlled nation that had bananas for 50 years. And finally, it opened up to the West, and they finally could get bananas. They said, whoa, this is the best thing that ever happened. And then what happened next? A Ponzi scheme. I like what's going on in the U.S. now with the stock market. A Ponzi scheme. Oh, get rich quick scheme. And then <laughs> everything was, the, the rug was ripped out from under them. So, Father, a lot of people have been lied to by politicians and even socialists or whatever you want to call them in other nations. It doesn't just happen in the United States. We asked for the righteous judge to deal with what's going on with the use of open AI and its little entanglement with uh, Microsoft and the Defense Department and all those mm, people that President Eisenhower tried to warn us about the, the global, uh, whatever they call it, the industrial uh, military complex, and now it's the industrial pharmaceutical complex, pharmacia, sorcery, and witchcraft complex, which Pastor Sabrina alluded to lightly. She could have gone into it a little deeper, but I'm glad she didn't because, um, you know, we'd like to remain on the air, uh, whatever, available. So we bind every witchcraft spirit interfering with the broadcast. Every on God's Satan you're bound. All your underlings are bound. Perpetually, continually, all mind control spirits are bound. Every witchcraft curse comes from all the, quote about that, occultic people, from the Illuminati groups and all the witches and all those people. With the Masonic groups are certainly simple. His spirits intend to do those spirits intend to do dust. In Jesus' name, because of the blood of covenant. In Jesus' name, because of the blood of covenant. Satan, you're bound to all your underlings, you're bound from our position, seated in heavenly places. No further flow of power communication with demons down there in the second heavens to the, to the first heavens, to the earth. In Jesus' name, because of the blood of covenant. From our position, seated in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2 6. In Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord is the strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And in you, Lord Jesus, we live and move and have our being. 
and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them it is a token of what? Perdition, destruction, but to you of salvation and that of God. And years ago, I remember hearing a song, people singing Psalm 63. It's a lovely song. Absolutely amazing, actually. But it makes you stop and think. It says, Because thy loving kindness, verse 3, Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Well, some people say, if you got your health, you got, you know, that's the first thing you need, your health, right? No, no. What's the most important thing? Jesus. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. But that loving kindness, what's his loving kindness? He's drawing us with his loving kindness. That's what the grace of God is. It's better than life. Better than drawing a breath? Yeah. To be present with the Lord is more important than, than to be present in this earth, Lord, and, and with all the, 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 all the nonsense that's going on down here. But for the time being, he has us here, and Jesus is coming soon, and he's going to renovate the earth. It's going to be renovated with fire. It was water before. It's going to be fire this time. Oh, my. That's why we had to already be crucified with Christ, because God provided himself a lamb for a burnt offering. We died to selfishness, didn't we? We died to taking extra stuff for tomorrow. Uh-huh. We tried to ta- died trying to save our own lives. He would save his life, we'll lose it. We can't try to save our lives, because Jesus is our life, and he can't die again. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. We praise you, Heavenly Father. We praise you, King Jesus. Thus will I bless thee while I live. While we're still on earthly body, I will lift up my hands in thy name. Some people in churches don't like to do that, but that's a nice thing to do. My soul, it's in the New Testament too. My soul shall be satisfied with, with marrow and fatness. Yes, Lord. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate, meditate on thee on the night watches. Hey, these are the night watches. We're meditating on you right now. Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Because <laughs> then you're present if we're rejoicing in you. My soul, my soul falleth hard after thee. If, if Trump's there, that's nice. But we're not following Trump. We're following Jesus. My soul falleth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it, they shall go down into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. That's your word. I'll be asking to hasten your word to perform it if they refuse to repent. And we do pray for the human beings that can repent, Father God. Grant them the gifts of repentance, the knowledge of the truth. They may recover themselves from the snare of the devil. Those have been blackmailed. Those, whether they're judges or whether they're politicians or working for big corporations, Father God, even in the military, Father God, even in the U.S. military, used to be there to protect people, not to uh, push jabs and things, Father God, that aren't healthy. Father God, send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction, Father God, in Jesus' name. May soul fall as hard after thee, King Jesus. Thy right hand upholdeth me. You're the right, the right hand of the Father, Jesus. Those that seek my soul to destroy it, they shall go into the lower parts of the earth if they refuse to repent. They shall fall by the sword. I'm not advocating anything immoral or violent or anything like that, but that's what the Word says. What is the Word of God? Oh, the sword that comes out of Jesus' mouth. That's his Word. That's everybody's going to be judged by his Word. They shall fall by the sword. There shall be a portion for foxes. But the king, we're all supposed to be kings and priests unto God, but the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by his name shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be Stopped, including those from the social media groups and all these people that say, you know, you ain't black if you don't vote for for Biden. Uh huh. Really? Is that really true? I wonder where he came up with that. 
Mm-hmm. Father, we know some people, I've even heard a, a lady who claims to be a prophetess referred to Trump as, as, as your David for the season, Father God. And I, I think that was referred to when Pat was still with us, Father God, in, in her earthly body. And we do thank for the hosts of heaven that are, that are praying along with, with the Holy Ghost and with the Lord Jesus and with us, Father God, that, that your will will be done as in heaven, so on earth. As we forgive everyone from our hearts, the human beings that can repent. And I know maybe President Trump has reasons why he hasn't disowned his poor push for the, um, I forget what they called it, the um, quick hurry up and get the jab going thing. But he did try and let people know about uh, ivermectin and getting out in the sunlight and, and a little bit of uh, uh, chlorine dioxide. And somebody was, oh, he was to poison people with bleach. He tried to let people know there are other treatments that actually do work. Ivermectin does work. Yes, it does. There are things out there that do work because they're using what? Man in, made in the labs, uh, what? Um, things that they talk about in the Bible as not being good. You know, things like, oh, like venom. Because what is a parasite? What is a, a virus? It's really, a, it's a poison. And, and are there poisons in some things from the pharmaceutical industries? Oh, there are some. There are some in the news media that try to say Trump's all bad, all bad. Got to lock him up. He's terrible, terrible, horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, people are starting to wake up. And I think, Father God, that, that the people that have been, been labeled by everybody else as being evil and, and terrible and everything, maybe just because they were born in whatever skin color they were born in, as if that makes them evil, Father God. No. God looks at the heart. And how does anybody purify his heart? By looking to Jesus. That's the only way, Lord. It, it happened for it, the Jewish people don't think any, any you know, non-Jewish people that could possibly make heaven because they were a little bit puffed up with, we're God's chosen people and nobody else can make it. There's a lot of people who have been doing that for many, many, many years. It wasn't just the Nazis. A lot of people have been doing that. It wasn't just the people in India with the caste system. How about this country, Father God? We thank you, Father God, for, the, for Diamond and Silk and those people that were bold enough to stand up and actually just speak what they saw as facts, just common sense. And is Trump perfect? No. Is Biden perfect? Not even close. Unfortunately, things have been hidden about him, Father God. Mm-mm-mm. And some people actually thought he was elected <laughs> rather than selected and put there by possibly um, people's enemy, and foreign and domestic, foreign and domestic, Father God. So, Father, we ask you to bring all these things to light because you said you would, and we thank you for doing so. We thank you for bringing them all to light because you're not a man that you should lie nor the son of man that you should repent. Have you said it? Won't you do it? And you're doing it even now. You told us not to be afraid of them. <laughs> Thank you. 